wrestle not against flesh and blood. Victory is a goal for every battle. Get set for an empowerment to conquer in the battles of life as you listen to Encounter with the Truth. And what qualifies us to be God is that we are children of the Most High God. Hallelujah. So this evening, we are looking at the fact that who are we in Christ? Last week, we looked that salvation is the only thing that gives us access into the deep things of God. So in Christ, our identity is very important. And your identity can only be qualified by being born into the kingdom. And that is the salvation route that we have. Today too, we are continuing on that same series, Who Am I in Christ? We also learned that in Christ we are a supernatural being. And as a supernatural being, we should exhibit supernatural nature of God. Now we want to start from that point. As a supernatural being, every supernatural realm, every supernatural being have where they are. Either you are a supernatural being in the kingdom of the devil, or you are a supernatural being in the kingdom of God. And when you are in the kingdom of the devil or in the kingdom of God, you have a position you occupy. So who am I in Christ? In Christ, we are seated in heavenly places. We know that God, Jesus, Paul made us to understand that he was taken into the third heaven. And in that third heaven, that is where we believe God is. So although we are here in body, we are also currently seated with Jesus in the third heaven. We are seated in Christ in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 20 to 22. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things the church hallelujah so if you are born again which I believe all of us are and you are working in the mandate of the redemption then you have to understand that you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus where you are sitting the devil cannot be there hallelujah all powers he said all principalities and powers and might and everything that is named so I was sharing the other time last Monday I don't understand why as a Christian you are afraid you are afraid of light up you are afraid of a bed you are afraid of you buy things uh, somebody was saying in my school uh, where they have bought a land they say if you don't do something when you build the land will, uh, the house will collapse Somebody came there and he said he was an Anglican, so he don't believe in those things. And they said that man built his house three times. Always he will build to the lentil level. He was building a story building. And when it reached there, the land will there. The next day, the, when they come, the building have collapsed. But another man came there, they said he's a pastor. He didn't do anything. But he, there was, they said there is a, some tree there before you cut it. You need to go and do some things. He didn't do anything. He just cut down the tree. And he has built his house. What is the difference between the two? The difference is not that he was a pastor. The difference is that he knew he was seated above the powers that is controlling that area. 
Hallelujah. So now you are seated in heavenly places. You are seated in heavenly places. That should be something in your conscience. This month and this week what I'm doing is that I am just telling myself that God is in me. God is with me. God is upon me. That is what Jesus Christ said. The Holy Ghost will be in us. The Holy Ghost will be with us. The Holy Ghost will be upon us. So if God is in me, no wicked of the, no wickedness of the devil can take hold of me. Hallelujah. And I want you to let these things enter into you. Because your manifestation in this life depends on who you are. And where you are seated. If you think like all the normal believers, you will die early. We enter into the heavenly places by knowledge. That is one key you have to know. How will you know that you are sitting in heavenly places? You enter there by knowledge. The scripture says that without knowledge my people perish. So this knowledge that you are receiving from the word of God. As he said. And has raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.6 So God has made us to understand that we are seated together with Him in heavenly places. That is the knowledge that you have received. Knowledge itself is not enough. But application of the knowledge is what will manifest you in this life. So how do we enter? The next key is that you sit in the heavenly places by faith. So you tell yourself, I am seated in the heavenly places by faith. Where I am seated, the devil cannot come there. Where I am seated, Satan cannot enter there. Now he is forbidden to enter in Jesus. Jesus said that here comes the devil, he has nothing in me. So if I am in Christ, then the devil cannot have anything in me. So pastor used to say, how can you be the, uh, the bride of Jesus and you dream and the, the devil is chasing you? How can you be the bride of Jesus? You cannot be married to Jesus and married to Satan at the same time. So with this knowledge, you fight the devil by faith. That Christ, I am in you. You are in me. He said, I am seated together with you in heavenly places. So, these things that I am seeing in my life, that is contrary to your work. It has to change. Hallelujah. And it is by applications of this truth that will cause your turn around. It will cause you to manifest your supernatural nature. Ephesians 3 verse 16 to 18. I will encourage all of us. Take time to read that book. The book of Ephesians. In that book you get to know who you are. Your rights in the kingdom of God. He said that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That ye, being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God hallelujah so to be filled with the fullness of God Christ has to dwell in your heart by faith you ask a Christian, do you believe Jesus is with you? Maybe. You see, all of us, Adam, Nana, we are sinned. So, maybe you cannot say that you are perfect because you are human beings. Hallelujah. But the scriptures is saying that Christ has to dwell in us. So, even if you have done wrong and you have committed yourself to him and repented of it, Jesus is still in your heart. Hallelujah. And because Jesus is in you, he said for re this reason that Son of God was manifested to destroy all the works of the devil. So if Jesus is in me, 
then the devil cannot control me. Hallelujah. You may be doing this thing for some time, but I've seen that some of these things, it comes with practice, age, growth. So you practice it over and over again. And you see that before you realize, because you have been feeding on these truths, all the yokes of the devil will be broken from your life. Hallelujah. The second one is that who am I in Christ? In Christ, I am a king and a priest. In Christ, I am a king and a priest. We are told that in the spirit there is no male. In spirit, the spirit is gender insensitive. So there is no male, there is no female. So in Christ, I am a king and a priest. God knew why he gave this double thing. He made you a king and at the same time he made you a priest. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. He said, and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. Hallelujah. So God has made us kings and priests. So that we shall reign on this earth. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. So you are a royal. A royal means that you belong to the kingship, and he have also made you a priest, an holy nation. A peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so God have made us a king at the same time he has made you a priest so you should start behaving as such don't behave like somebody who don't have a father don't behave like somebody who is a bastard God says you are a king and you tell yourself, God says I am a king. And so am I. Who is a king? A king is a territorial ruler. Daniel chapter 10 verse 12 and 13. A king is a territorial ruler. When God sent the angel to bring the answer of Daniel's prayer, the angel was invading the kingdom of Persia. So he said that the king, the prince of Persia held him captive. So he was there for 21 days until God released Michael to come and set him free. So as a king, you are a territorial ruler. You have to understand that God created us to rule. You are not just created to exist. Hallelujah. Most of us are existing. The only thing we have is that we are born again. After our born again, there is nothing wonderful about us again. We are still babies in Christ. Hallelujah. So you have to exercise rulership. When God created men, the purpose of his creation was that we will exercise dominion. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, he said that let us create man in our own image and in our likeness that he will exercise dominion over so you were created to exercise what dominion and anyone that exercises dominion is a king so a king is somebody who controls a certain area for example when you go to question i think they have achieved there uh, let me use places that are more understandable to me. When you go to the Asante region, the king of Bekwai cannot go and rule the king of Santase. Why? Because his, uh, his powers don't reach there. The king of Santase too cannot go and invade the king of Asapo because everybody is a master in his own territory. Apart from the Otunfo who can go anywhere no king can just stand up and say that okay i am the paramount chief of new jabbing so what you be quiet you are doing is not right 
even in the world politics there are sovereign nations every nation is sovereign on its own so the people of Cote d'Ivoire cannot come and rule the people of Ghana we can only do that when you are permitted to do so hallelujah so all of us Jesus has redeemed us from darkness from the powers of the devil so that we can rule our own self so the first place you have dominion over is your own life and God has given us that opportunity nobody can rule your life for you even in church the best we could do is to advise you the things we are saying you can decide to take it or not hallelujah so you have dominion over your own life as a king you exercise dominion that is why when somebody gives you a prophecy that you don't like you can tell the person no I remember when we were young we have a fellowship in our area uh, good news first it was called good news then later they changed it to soldiers with this growth you see that during the late 90s prophets prophets started coming up so in our fellowship we were having a program one young guy came he said he's a prophet even in our fellowship everybody started prophesying some of us we go we don't prophesy some we don't understand my friend told me ah, why is it that they call everybody me they don't call me to prophesy about me and one day one of the girls started prophesying he just came and took my friend hey my friend said no 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 the person that the Holy Ghost is upon moving around all the Holy Ghost left so they brought this prophet to our fellowship then he will call one of the boys he will prophesy he will call this guy you will go to America you prophesy this person then there was this young guy with us, chief. He called chief. Then he said, The guy looked at the guy, ah, the prophet they brought. Oh boy. America. University. And now, this guy that they said he is carrying Bola, he is in America now. Some of the guys they prophesied that they will go to America, they will go to this place, they will go to university. Some of them, even the SSC, they didn't pass. So you have dominion over your own life as a king. Hallelujah. If somebody says something to you that you don't like, you refuse it. I was listening to one of the testimonies. A woman said he needed, she wanted to get pregnant. And she got pregnant, believing God. God gave her the fruit of the womb. When she went to the hospital, around five months, they took a stand. And the doctor said, your baby's heart is not beating. And she said she has learned in church, their pastor told them, that if they give you any wrong information, you can either accept it or refuse it. So he said, he told the doctor, it is your heart that is not beating. I came here when I was coming, my baby's heart was beating. And the man said, are you correct? He said, I am correct, you are the madman here. He said, get up and go. And with that pregnancy, he brought that baby, after that baby, he will have three more children. He said initially you will get pregnant and the thing will come out. You will get pregnant and the thing will come out. And now when he came to that commission, he learns about it. The man said, your baby's heart is not beating. He said, no. I came here with my baby's heart beating. It is your heart that is not beating. They said, you have high blood pressure. He said, no. The two of us are holding the machine. So it is my pressure and yours added together. That is why the thing has increased. So if you remove your hand, the thing will come down. The person said, Madam, are you correct? He said, Yes, you are the madman here. And he is fine. She is sound. What am I trying? You have dominion over your own life. If somebody says you will die and you decide not to die, you don't have to say it with just your mouth. You see, most of us, we don't carry any 
way finance. So some of the things we say, pastor will say we have confessed and we are confused. You say it with all the power God has given you. You are lying. It is not possible. And because of that, because you exercise dominion as the king over your own life, you will see a turn around in your life. Hallelujah. And also, God has made you a king over your own life so you can resist the devil out of your life. You don't have to go and get somebody to come and resist the devil for you. John said in, in, in First John, he said that you have the anointing. All of you have the power of the Most High God. So you don't need anyone to teach you. So when you are sick, you just have to lay your hands on yourself. You have enough power in you. Kenneth Hagin says that the Lord told him that the weakest Christian in the kingdom is stronger than the devil. So you have to think that you are so strong than the devil that you can exercise dominion over your own life and things will turn around for your good. So you don't have to go and call anybody. The problem is that most of us in the kingdom have refused to grow. Somebody was saying baby Christians are irritable. Every small thing they cry. You see babies, every small thing. When they are hungry, they cry. When they are thirsty, they cry. When they want to sleep, they cry. Everything, they are crying. Why? Because we don't grow. We don't have enough word in us. We are like children that have koshoko. You see children with koshoko, they will be standing. When all the other children are playing, they are isolated. Their hair are one-one. Spiritual koshoko, hallelujah. Their stomach are protruded. Their legs are tiny, shiny legs. Those children, they are also not strong. So when you touch them small, everything, oh, take food. Some of us, we are like that. Small headache, pasta. Pasta, I dreamt some dogs were chasing me. We pray for you. The next day, you can pasta today. I was eating banku and okra stew in the dream. Pasta will pray for you. The next time, pastor, my nose, pastor, my eyes. Sometimes, <laughs> when I said that wants me to pray for her, she said, Mama, I'm sick. She said, You are not sick. She said, True, true, I'm sick. Where? She said, My eyes, my nose, my ears, my whole body. Anoint me and give me communion. That means she wants to drink something. So, anoint me and give me communion. Pray for me. Then I will lay my hand. It's gone. Your stomach is gone. You're like, here, 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 it's gone. Everywhere it's gone. Then you are anointed, you give her communion. I say, sit down small, it will go. She'll sit small and she'll walk around. <coughs> Hallelujah. What am I trying to say? You have enough power in you to resist the devil. Hallelujah. When Jesus was going, he didn't tell the church that when you, the devil is tormenting you, you should call anybody. I'm not saying you shouldn't. be independent on Hallelujah. This is dependent. That is why we are not moving forward. Paul I cannot speak to you as spirit. Cannot be why? Because he said because bitterness in you. Are you not canal? So when you are supposed to be teaching, you are still being taught how not to be you see, you don't have to always be a settling problem. You don't have to fight with this one. Okay? You are brothers. You are brothers. Don't fight. Don't fight. And pastor will call you. Two people are not. Why are you not talking? Yesterday he said it. Uh, two months ago he said I'm dead. Uh, you are a baby. Very irritable. Why are you not singing? Uh, when I sing this.
I have power over headache. Hallelujah. So you need to resist the devil because you are a king. Otunfo can say that this chief, a couple of years ago, he said there was he was a paramount chief. He said, You, I have removed you from your place. You are no more a paramount chief. Hey, God, remove it. When they remove you as they destroy you, they take your sandals. They have destroyed the man. He went to court. What is court? Otunfo has said you are not a king, you are staying in court. He took the case to court. They said we should come and settle it in the house. There are some kings, they have more powers than the court. When he came, he removed all issues from court. If you are in the Ashanti kingdom, you have a case in court. Bring it, let us solve it. If you take it to court, they will remove you from your school. So you have that great power in you. James 4 verse 7, he said that resist the devil and he will flee from you. The things that you are going through, you are going through it because you have not resisted the devil enough. Or you resisted him today. The thing seems like it is not going, then you stop. No. Let's stop. Let's stop. Mm. It is well. Resist the devil every day. Continue to resist him. One thing I have found is that when you are about to defeat the devil, it is that time that the problems become more. It seems nothing is working. You pray. I rebuke your headache. It is that time that your headache will increase. I rebuke you this. It is that time. But I was thinking about it. God, ah, this thing I've been praying about now, the way the race is much higher and faster than before. In fact, those days that I was not praying about it, the thing was less. Now that I'm praying about it and rebuking the devil, then the Lord took me to this scripture. He said that Jesus rebuked the guy which have an epilepsy. And he said the spirit fear him so. And then after that he lied down and the spirit left him. So when you are resisting the devil, sometimes he will muscle all his forces against you. But you have to understand that God has given you the power as a king to resist him. So if something is happening in your life, something is happening in your family, something is happening in your house you don't like, you stand up in prayer. Find scriptures we have been told. If you want to pray, to make your prayer effective, find scriptures. And you stand on those scriptures with the faith that God has given you. You tell God, God, this is what you said in your word. And nothing can go against it. God, if you say this thing is it, it is that. If you don't work, then he, but you are a liar. But your way says that God cannot lie. And God don't have any other choice than to, us, to prove himself. So God has made us a king. And as a king, he has given us authority to exercise dominion over our own life. And to resist the devil out of our life. First Peter 5.8 Peter was telling the church, he said, be sober, be vigilant. Because your enemy, the adversary, is rolling, uh, walking about as a lion. Seeking whom he may devour. Uh, he said, whom? resist fervently in the faith. Hallelujah. So, the devil will be around you. The devil will chase you. Even Jesus, he was chasing him. Because Jesus said, here comes the devil. He has nothing in me. So, if you are in the kingdom, it's not always that things will be smooth for you. Sometimes the devil will try to chase you. But as he chases you, you need to resist him. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, he has said, I have given you power over all the powers of the enemy, over snakes and scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Most of us, we read these scriptures, we don't believe them. So you read them and you stand upon this word. God, this is your word. You said in your name, you will cast out devils. So these devils that are tormenting me, I have casted you out. Sometimes when you cut it out, it will take time for you to see a change. But you have to understand that because the word of God has gone forth, it will perform. Hallelujah. Also, you have to understand that although you are a king in the kingdom, you can't exercise dominion over somebody's life. Hallelujah. 
you can't exercise dominion over my life unless I give you permission to if you are not my spiritual leader so in this church somebody cannot just stand up and cast the ball out of anybody or exercise dominion over anybody if you do that you are becoming the devil because it is the devil that forces people God don't force his people so you can't exercise dominion over someone else's life unless the person gives you permission hallelujah so you can't just go and I'm sitting there I have a demon because you are anointed you want to cast my demon I have not asked you to cast it hallelujah some of us we are busy bodies you see somebody with a challenge that is why I say God is good because he said he has made us kings and priests so as a priest you can pray for the person but you cannot by force even if you are praying for the person the person don't want to stop you cannot force the person hallelujah so don't go about exercising dominion over other people's life hallelujah sometimes you may see things about other people maybe God is showing it to you maybe as a shepherd as a friend God is showing it to you sometimes you have to walk with discretion hallelujah you just don't go there exercising uh, I saw you your mother is a witch be careful about your mother so what I was asking somebody he said your mother is a witch I said and so what say, ah. some of you don't believe in it ah, my mother is a witch and so what he, 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 he told you your mother is a witch what else again say, so I should be careful is that all he said yes before she gave birth to you she was a witch and it is not you who is going to stop her from being a witch the only thing you can do is to fire up yourself and pray to God to change her hallelujah so you can't exercise dominion over other people's life unless God tells you to or unless that person comes to you for help sometimes people may see that they have special problems then they may come to you for help in that case they want you to help them but you just can't get up busy bodying yourself about some people Kenneth Hagin said in one church he pastored there was a, a woman there who was busy bodying up everything he wants to know so one day he came to him he said pastor how do you use your money and he asked him you to how do you use your money he said that is not your business and he said and who gave you that business to come and ask me how I should you how I use my money he said everybody you are a pastor I said no 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 if I don't have the business to know how you use your money you don't have the same business to come and busybody go away hallelujah so don't be busy bodying yourself in people's matters causing troubles here and there kings don't cause problems kings help problems to be solved hallelujah you also have to understand that every kingdom have its own kingdom protocol okay and in the kingdom God when you go everything have servants God has servants so it's not everything you have to do it yourself you can just call one of your servants to do so servants are the angels so you have to understand the place of your angels and you put them to work Hebrews 1 14 Paul told us he said he was talking about the angels he said and of the angels verse 7 he said who maketh his angels spirit and his ministers a flame of fire then in verse 14 he said are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be highest of salvation hallelujah so as a king as a queen you have seven and in the kingdom one of our ministering spirits are angels when the army of the Assyrians came against Elisha he told Gehazi 
those that are for us are more than those that are, uh, are against us. So he told him, God, open his eyes. And when God opened his eyes, he saw angels. You have to understand that as a king, wherever you go, the angels of God are all around you. You can send them to do things for you. Hallelujah. You can send them to minister. So in Matthew 26, verse 52 and 53, Jesus was telling Peter, he said, put your sword in its place. You think I cannot ask my father to release me 12 legions of angels. That means that the angels are not only there for our protection. They are also there for our defense. Hallelujah. So when the angels are with you, you have to understand that you are not working alone. All these things constitute to your supernaturality. Most of us, we walk as if you are just walking. You are afraid. You don't want to touch anybody. In my area, there was this lady, sometimes when I go to, to take the school bus to school, I see her walking. She has cut all her head. And she walked barefooted. So I said, ah, this woman, either she is a fetish or what. And there was a lady I used to stand there to pick the bus. I asked the lady, this woman, is she correct? I think there is something wrong with the lady. Then she said, ah, sometimes she, she wears sandals. Sometimes she don't wear sandals. She, she just walks. And when she's walking, she don't greet anybody. Unless she really knows you, then she will greet you. So I said, ah, I can sense this woman is evil. One day I was coming to church, evening service, and we met the same part. The part was too small, so one had to stand aside for one to come. And I was coming. Angels are with me. I should stand for devil to come. No, I'm coming. If you won't stop, go. And I read from one of the books of Kennedy. He said that when you meet, most Christians are so afraid. When you meet the devil, you look closely in the eyes of an evil possessed person. The person cannot look at you. If you are sure you are filled with the spirit. So I said today I will meet this woman. It was around 5 o'clock in the evening. She was not wearing slippers. And I realized that sometimes she goes round. She goes round, round the hospital place, like in a circle. Goes round and round before she goes. So I was coming. And I was looking at her. Looking at her. When she reached me, she stopped. I'm coming. If you won't go, I'm coming. I was just going. She looked at me. I was also looking at her. Going. I was going. Then she stood aside. When I turned, I was looking at her. She couldn't look. She stood there for some time before she continued. What am I trying to say? Angels are all around you. Hallelujah. And you carry the fire of the Holy Ghost. So don't be afraid. Sometimes I walk, I meet people, I can sense these people, they are not correct. I was walking through Market Circle the other time. I met a woman. I can see this, this woman is not correct. I met him once, I met, I said, I think this woman is not correct. So I was passing by again, that day, the same route which we are passing with the children. I was passing. When I read that, she stopped. She turned. And I was watching her. I was going. Going. She stood for me uh, for some time for me to pass before she continued the path. I carry fire. You can't burn me. Hallelujah. If fire is coming, you have to stop and look at fire. Pastor said, the only thing you have to do is to catch fire. When you are on fire, everything will stop and look at you. Where there is fire, everybody runs to the place. If you are not exercising with this kingdom mentality, you will die early. They will give you sickness early. I heard one testimony. The girl said he came to church. They sent one of their age. He said, ah, are you not coughing? He said, God forbid, I don't cough. He said, ah, we send asthma to you. Oh, it has delayed, but it will come. The next day, it attacked the girl. And the mother rushed them to the church. She said, ah, pastor, yesterday we came to church and one girl came and asked my daughter, don't you have an inhaler? He said, for what? Don't think that asthmatic people they use. He said, I don't have asthma. He said, ah, 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 the thing has not come. It will come. It has delayed, but it will come. 
Praise God. <laughs> that is a real manifestation of evil. So you need to be on fire. And if she knew that she is a king, how can you go to a tomb for a thousand go and tell a tomb for you you will die. They will cut off your head before you finish that way. Hallelujah. So you need to be on kingdom mentality if you want to live long. Hallelujah. If you want to live long and exercise, because Revelation 5 verse 10, the part B says that so that we will reign on this earth. We will reign on this earth. If you don't walk in these things as a king and as a priest, you cannot reign in this life. Again, I, I heard one lady who came to church. To, she said she was going to work. She took a bath. And a lady was inside. She, she had babies. And she beat one of the babies. She said, ah, oh, madam. This small baby. He said, look at you. Who is talking? He said, How, why do you beat the baby like that? Take your time. He said, why? Do you want to also have a child? He said, God forbid, I'm not married, I will not have a child. He said, eh. from now on, you will carry a child so that you will take care of the baby. And not beat the baby like I beat my own. And she said, from that time on, every day breast milk started coming from her breast. As she, she is breastfeeding, every day breast milk started coming from her breast. Hallelujah. Sometimes I pray that some of these, it's not good for wickedness to come to the country, but... Ghanaian Christians are so relaxed. If you meet five of these demon-possessed people, most of us will wind up. Hallelujah. So you need to be a king. And you don't have to just know that you are a king. You exercise your kingship. Hallelujah. You exercise your kingship. Somebody was telling me the other time. He said, hey, I don't know. I think she took me somewhere. She said, no. They tell you when God talks, you can hear. I said, Oh no, no. But they make quiet over. And they say, I said, I'll see you you and your people. And she has the strength to come and tell me, mm, you dear you people, I know that you and your husband. When God speaks to you, you can hear. I said, ah, how do you know? She said, Somebody told me. I said, Why did you take us to that somebody? Have I told you I need help? And that is how people are so serious about your life. Most of us, that is how it is. We just take life so casually. And if you don't exercise your kingship, you will die early. The second part is that he has made us kings and priests. As a priest, we are ordained to make intercessions and prayers. We are ordained to make intercessions and prayers. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 2 and 3. Jesus, when he came, God ordained him to make intercessions and prayers. He said, A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, and not man. For every priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. So as a priest, who are you in Christ? You are a priest. You have been ordained to make gifts, offer gifts and sacrifices. You have been ordained to make prayers and intercessions. So we have learned that every prayerless Christian is a weak Christian. If you don't pray, you would, you, you, the devil will just abuse you here and there. Kenneth Hagin said, most of the things we go for counseling, most of the things uh, that make people sick, if we take time to pray about it, all those things will disappear. Hallelujah. So God has ordained you as a priest to pray. So if you are here and you don't like prayer, you don't like the word. I don't know what again will cause you to shine in this kingdom. You have been ordained to pray. First Timothy 2 verse 1 and 2. He said that finally brethren, you should make prayer, supplications, intercessions for all. So 
the prayer is in group one you pray for yourself you can't pray for somebody unless you pray for yourself first you pray for yourself Paul said that we should help those who are weak but we should be mindful of ourselves first so you pray for yourself then you pray for others you offer prayers also for the church Hebrews 9 verse 7 Jesus offered prayers for us so you offer prayers for the church he said but into the second went the high priest alone once every year not without blood which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people so you offer prayers for yourself and for others so if always your prayer is me 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 then you are not being a good priest hallelujah you have to offer prayers for others people you see things are not working for them you pray for them hallelujah people you see they are stressed when we're small somebody told us he said if you want really to love people you pray for them one way to express your love for people is praying for them so you pray for them you pray for them in my former church there was this uh, lady she was a little older I think she might be getting into her late 30s or something and at that time I finished I said I don't have any problem and I just eat and sleep that is all in the morning you eat in the evening you eat. they beg you to even eat you you are not eating no my mother will be fighting eh? this church that my brother took me every day you are fasting eh? when she was in secondary school she was big now look at her she is too small stop that church let's go to our Anglican so I don't have any problem once we were doing all night there was this lady there this elderly lady I was talking about she is grown in the singing uh, park all her friends they are married and when we were praying the way she was crying they said we should pray for our need I don't have any need so I've opened my eyes I've been looking at people uh, the one I would see praying hard then I'll pray for them. God this sister whatever she prays do it for her and I too I will be praying so this sister was just beside me and she was praying she was crying I turned I saw sister Mary oh God sister Mary help her and me too I was praying I think it was me I prayed anytime we go for prayers I pray for her she was my prayer topic and she was very reserved and she became my best friend she said, ah, why is it that this sister likes you like that I said I don't know but they told us that pastor told us if you want somebody to love you pray for her and very soon somebody came to marry her she was grown and she gave birth gave her to two girls hallelujah twins and she finished hallelujah and my prayer was answered now sometimes even if, if, if I call my brother he will ask me oh I met Mary Fosia when she was asking about you I've never spoken to her a while almost getting to 10 years but anytime she sees my brother she will ask about me why because I invested prayer into her life so one way to win people and to win them to God is to offer prayer for them then as a priest you are also supposed to offer prayers for the world God spoke through Jeremiah he said pray for the peace of Jerusalem pray for the peace of Babylon the city that where you have been taken to because out of this peace you shall have peace so you pray for the world you pray for the country some of these things that are going on as I said on Monday you see it small small you see it small small uh, I'm going for some small interview so they say I should listen to news I, I don't normally listen to news so today I was listening and they said that somebody says they will do cool uh, it was some of these strikes these hardships that were there that uh, in 1981 they did the coup so you see these things are seen it's shown in the heart of people they have started talking about it and somebody was there who is past who is gone you see we don't stop the devil with grammar who is buried if we don't pray and these people get enough people like they will throw the whole country into mayhem and you'll be affected you can't come to church i remember when we were small 
I think 83 or something. There was school. Uh, what is it? They don't call curfew. Six o'clock. They tell everybody six o'clock you sleep. So in Kumasi, all of us will come and stand on the street. Then they said the police people are coming. The soldiers are coming. Then all of us will run inside. Our house has two doors, so you run inside. When we are there, we will open the door. We will be watching the street. Six o'clock, everybody is asleep. And if you don't sleep and they catch you on the street, the way they will beat you before they take you to wherever. So we need to pray as a priest. That is one of your priestly duties. Most Christians don't pray. You don't pray for the country. Even yourself, you don't pray for yourself. You don't even have time to pray. <laughs> last time, when was it? Yesterday I was praying. The last time we watched some Christian movie, the woman, she can pray. Ah. I was praying. Wait till I came and said, ah, Mama, why do you pray like that? You are like the woman in the TV. Every time she is praying, she is praying, she prayed, she prayed. The husband got sick and she was at the hospital. The man is at the hospital and he was praying. They said the man is at the intensive care. God, my husband will not die. And she was walking at the hospital, going up and down. All the nurses were praying. She was praying. She said, ah, Mama, why do you pray like that? You pray too much. Every time. When they pray too much, everybody sit down. We are praying. Okay, because I'm praying, I don't want you to ask me a question. So sleep. So when you sleep, one hour, sleep one hour, one hour, I will wake you. Then you, you go and play around that. You come back. Then I'll pray again. Say, ah, you pray too much. You just have to pray. Hallelujah. And most of the time, when I'm down praying, I'll pray. David said, when my heart is lifted, I will cleave to the rock that is higher than I. And I've realized if you pray, most of the problems, small, small things you fight about, it will just dis- uh, dissolve itself. Hallelujah. What should you be? How, what type of priest are you supposed to be? Let's look at two of them. The mouth of the priest is to show judgment. So as a priest, your mouth should show judgment. The mouth of the priest is supposed to show judgment. Deuteronomy chapter 17 verse 8 to 11. Then secondly, the mouth of the priest is also to teach the law. So as a child of God, Ezra chapter 7 verse 10. Before you get to verse 10, you read verse 6, 7, 6. He said that Ezra was already scribe who learned the law. He did it and he taught it. So the mouth of a priest as a child of God, God says in the spirit, you are a priest. You don't have to be ordained pastor to be one. You are a priest. So as a priest, your mouth is to show judgment. Your mouth is to teach the law. A priest, you should not speak anyhow. Most of us, we speak by heart. We speak then before we realize oh, we are playing. In the kingdom there is no plane. So Paul was telling Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 16 says, Sound profane and vain babbling. It leads to much ungodliness. There are some Christians, you, you do that, they say you are too rigid. You are too rigid. Mm. So if the thing is laughable, we shouldn't laugh at. Kennedy said he, he went to preach for a pastor. And he said at one time he could quote one third of the New Testament without looking at it. So that pastor said, they were eating. The pastor said, I can't quote testimonies like you quote. I wish I could quote testimonies, uh, scratches like you do it. And he said, if you stop speaking jokes, I'm not saying jokes are not good. But if you stop quoting jokes, he said that I have been watching you. In the morning, the man will, the pastor will give him one joke. In the afternoon, one. In the evening, after church service, he will give him one joke. You can, and he said all the jokes are new, new jokes. He don't repeat jokes. And he was there for two weeks. So for 14 days, 14 times three. So he gave him over 40 jokes, new jokes. And so he said, if you can, the time you use to learn jokes, use it to learn scripture. 
and you can quote like I quote. Hallelujah. So don't let vain words, vain. Some of us we are changed, but we are still in our carnal nature. Insult by heart. We insult by heart. We talk anyhow. We use any type of word. There are some words you don't have to use it as a child of God. Hallelujah. If you are a baby Christian, you came to church for one month, it is permissible. But you have been in this church for two months, uh, two years, and you still insult people. You still use profane. You still vain bubbling. You see Christians, they are fighting about football. As if when they finish, ACN will give him some of the money. They will fight and argue and argue. Remove their shirt. They will argue, argue. Then they will sit down. <coughs> you, you don't know football. Well, let's go for evangelism. Say, I don't know what to say. Vain babbling. Vain babbling. One of the young guys in my school was telling me, Ah, they can argue about football. Then when they are arguing, this boy will just sit down and watch them. I said, Ah, you people, what do you get from this? Say that you waste your time. Tell madam, leave them. They will argue, ah, then one will come and sit on the bed. Hey, is that one time? Two of them, they argue that they nearly fought. Me, I won't waste my time like that. Is that me? I like football, but I won't waste my time like that. So, madam, leave them. And you can see they argue, ah, argue. Then they will come and sit down. They will get angry with each other for some time. Then about five minutes, they will come back. You see, men don't like, they don't parry them. You what I'm saying that you don't understand. You think Ronaldo is good at Messi. Ah! Who told you Ronaldo is good? He said, look, look, look. Then they will start again. Vain bubble. This man will get about one million dollars a, a week. He will not give you anything. So I asked him, why do you argue like that? He said, madam, all oh, is part of life. If I don't argue, eh, it is the part of the nature of men. I won't let this guy say that you know football than me. I said, after all this, what do you get? He just didn't even I'm hungry. <laughs> Vain bubbling. Let's go for evangelism. Say, I can't evangelize. Let's go and pray for one hour. You can't pray. But you can argue football. Now that politics is in, in town. You can argue politics. Today I was sitting there, I said, hey, being a president is not easy. Just president that Akufuado wants to be. We have to sit at the courtroom from morning to about 4 o'clock. Why? Eh? And look at Baumia. They will ask him questions. Ah, I said, go and put off the TV. They will go and put it off. When we switch it on again, they are still on it. Just vice president you, don't want, you just want to be. And after that you will see people. They will come and fight. As I was coming, I was passing through town. You hear people arguing about it. If these politicians, they took their 200,000, did they give you some? And you are fighting. Vain babbling. Vain babbling. They have stopped their work. Home. They are at a place. You see a woman. Yesterday, when we were coming for prayer, uh, I sit at this place. One man was there. Ah, ask for them. Uh, what is it? Free education there to come. Sure. See, my wife is pregnant. I'm praying that by the time she delivers, uh, a kupadu will be in place. Eh? Nowadays, that they say even the free delivery, it is not well. And mommy too was adding. Eh? At first, when you go, now they say you go four times, but the rest you pay. So I was standing there. Free education, then they asked me. I said, whether it will come or not, me, I don't care. He said, sister. So, if you sit down, the free education power ever, 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 check, oh mommy, oh mommy, check, hey yo, sister, free education ever, I said, what, 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 free education is not possible. I was just standing there. Yeah, yeah, health insurance. I think she's fighting with me. Yeah, yeah, health insurance. Oh, my dear, yeah, sister, I hear you. I hear you. I was just free education. I was just looking at you. I, I just turned away. Whether it will come, uh, my children don't go to uh, a bank school. So whether free education will come or not, why, why should I cry? And why should I waste my energy? Oh, and hey, 
The man is serious. He was ah hey chef. They say ah so the issue have they finished? Hey, it's not funny. The best chef so. Oh no, the best chef mo pa end this one. Great. He's just watching the man. You have left your store. Somebody is buying something. Arguing about football uh, politics. And when you go, you say nowadays they don't sell. The man stood there for some time. Even if I was the man, I would leave. He's buying something. You are standing here fighting over free education that will come or it will not come. Praise God. So as a priest, your mouth should speak good things. Don't waste all your energy on unnecessary things. Most of us, unnecessary things, you don't give anything. I was telling somebody, this thing that we are fighting about, it will not put money in my pocket so I won't waste my mouth. Because if I waste my mouth, I will use energy. The energy I will use when I finish, I have to go and eat. I will use money to buy food. That money I can't get it back, so I won't waste this in my mouth and fight people. This, uh, this church is good. This church is not good. Uh -huh. This pastor is fake. This pastor is not fake. Hey, this pastor, hey, have you heard? I've not heard anything. And they ah, are you in Ghana? Of course. So it means you have no head. What? They are sweating. You sweat to gossip. Gossip. Sweating. And somebody said, most of the things that people say, about 70% of them, is, they are lies. So they sweat. And you see Chris, I saw, I saw, I saw this man. I saw him. This man is fake. I saw him. Yesterday he was passing. Before you know, maybe the person is passing with his sister. You go and ask, you are lying. Hallelujah. So don't let any vain things, not only vain things from your mouth, from your mind. You think about unnecessary things. You think and think and think. Then the thing will not work. You think, let your mind be pure and clean. And as you do these things, you see great benefits. If you commit yourself to doing these things, the benefits are numerous. God will bless you. Anyone that stands well in his, in his duties, he will receive a blessing. Hallelujah. You have to also understand that you are not a king and a priest only when you are in church or only when you are with your people. You are a king and a priest wherever you are. So if you move from Kumasi to Accra, Takradi to Tepo, you are still a king. Hallelujah. God was telling the people of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 8 to verse 6 to 8. He was telling them that if a priest moves from one place to another, the same benefits have to work. Follow him. So your kingship is forever. Your priesthood is forever. Don't be a king when you are at one place. If you are in Accra, you are a king. You are in Takradi, you are a king. Some of us, when we move from church and you meet them in job, their job place, there it is. What they say, church is different. Job is different. You give what to God, uh, that is a demonic thing. What is God is for God. Give what is Caesar to Caesar and give what is for God to God. You are not manifesting well. That is why the devil can afflict you. So you are a king, independent of where you are. You are a priest, independent of where you are. You are a child of God, independent of where you are. One man of God was saying, he don't understand that when it comes to wedding, some Christians become unbelievers. Because the dresses they will wear to wedding. If you tell them to wear to church, they won't wear. What is the difference between the wedding and the church? Hallelujah. So, you shouldn't be a multicolored king and a priest. You should be focused one time. If you are a priest, you are. If you are a king, you are. If you are a child of God, you are. Hallelujah. And let men see the light in you. It is by doing this that your supernatural nature will be manifested. Hallelujah. Please, let's be on our feet. You want We hope you have been blessed by the word. We would love to have you worship with us at Conquest Global Ministries, located at British Sailor Society, Takrady, near the Harbour Gate. Or call us on 0243-287-958 or 0246-111-278. 
you are blessed. 